Good evening, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noel Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or including some that ran only one episode. But not this month. This is Backdoor Pilot Month, in which we take an episode of a show that already existed that was trying to produce a new show. With me, as always, Noah Houlihan. I hate riddles. To, uh, this week, as discuss, as uh, suggested by Ian Borgstrom mm-hmm. of the Peg Warmers podcast, we have done the Gargoyles episode Pendragon. Yes, it's. Uh, I believe it is season two, episode twenty five yes. of Gargoyles. Yes. So, if you want to check it out before you listen to us rant and rave about it, uh, it is in the uh, the description down below. Give it a watch. It's a half hour cartoon, and it's uh, mirrored, so you'll notice whenever there's text, it is backwards. It is backwards. Yay! That's fun. So. Uh, first of all, how much of Gargoyles were you familiar with going in, Noah? Zero. 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 Like, Gargoyles is a complete and utter blank spot in my nerddom. That's so strange. Uh, I, until we watched this, thought the main uh, Gargoyle was Hudson. Because he's my favorite. Because he's your favorite. It's like, no, it's Goliath. Ah, oh, my bad. Yeah, you probably thought it was Hudson because Hudson is, like, my boy. Mm-hmm. I have a Hudson toy in my home. Yes. Um, but, yeah, Gargoyles, like, it was too dark for me. Uh, I didn't care for it because it was, it was a very dark show when I was a child. And, like, I wanted my goof troop and my, uh, my ducktails... And things of that nature, I didn't care for these the darkness of gargoyles. By contrast, I owned the TV movie. Because uh, back then, they would run the first five episodes of a cartoon, and then they would edit them together and sell them as a TV movie. Okay. Uh, so the first five episodes of Gargoyles were edited together and sold as like a, you know... It's five 23-minute episodes, and then when you take the credits out, either way... And the theme song. Yeah, it essentially becomes about a little over an hour and a half of a movie. Okay, that makes sense. I owned it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I loved the show growing up. Uh, my roommate and I in college, we would watch, for some reason, only season one. Mm-hmm. We watched season one a few times over the course of college. It was Gargoyles Thursday. Okay. We wouldn't let my ex-boyfriend up the stairs until he guessed the password, and the password was always a gargoyle. There were only, like, six of them. Don't know why he couldn't figure that out. I mean, maybe he didn't watch gargoyles. I don't, like, I have nothing against gargoyles or anything like that. It's not like I hated the show or anything. It was just that whenever it was on, I just, I couldn't get into it. And, uh... Let me tell you, now that I've watched one entire episode, my main thought was, what is happening? 
Yeah, so once we got out of the first episode, or first season, it gets a little more mythology and continuity heavy. Okay. Uh, we get into, like, several Shakespearean characters. Macbeth have figures okay. heavily into this. Alright, that was something we needed to discuss as this episode went on. Oh, yeah. Because that freaked me out. <laughs> let's let's jump into this episode. Okay, so this ac- this episode actually starts with a previously on... Which made, was very charming to me. Well, it starts with the theme song, and the theme song explains everything about Gargoyles, which is super appreciated by this idiot. I miss when cartoons used to do that. It's just every episode starts with, there was a curse, we were betrayed by the humans, but now at night we rise. All right. And that cool shot of, uh, you know, Goliath chunking his paws into the stone, climbing up. I love that yes. shot. So it starts with that. Then we get a previously on. And let me tell you, the first time we watched it, I will admit I wasn't super paying attention. You were not. I watched it again. I got about maybe five minutes in and I went, what is going on? And I restarted it. I didn't realize how long the previously on Gargoyles was. Because it was just me going, this is moving way too fast. Why is this happening? But basically the previously on Gargoyles is they find, they, people, I don't know. Goliath and Elisa Maza. Find find King Arthur or Arthur Pendragon. And they wake him up because? Yeah. No, no that was a question, Lara. Oh. <laughs> they wake him up because? Goliath stuff. So they wake it. It, it is uh, actually part of their mission. They're they're at that point on like the Avalon Travelers, mm-hmm. and they are looking for Arthur because they need him to help, like conquer whoever the big bad that season was. Okay, I'm real good at season one when it was still Xanatos. So they wake him up because reasons, and then Goliath is like, "Yo, if you're ever in Manhattan." Uh, look, look my clan. Look up my clan. By the way, there's a whole new continent you weren't aware of because you're King Arthur. I mean, you just say like the island Manhattan. Like he doesn't go like. By the way, Merca. Like <laughs> still. Um. Then he just jumps on a boat and he's gone. Well, and then we also see. Um, then we go to New York and we see the characters we know, minus Goliath, Demona, and. Uh, Elisa Maza. Yes. And it the, starts the with... The characters you know. <laughs> and it starts with my boy, Hudson. Uh, a storm is rolling in and Hudson goes... This is no ordinary storm. I know this wind. And you're like, bet you do. Because um, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see our usual <laughs> characters. Wait, wait, uh, can I just... Yeah. It wasn't wind. <laughs> that was... Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. So, we see our usual characters, and they're talking about, like, a storm is rolling in, but Hudson makes sure we know it's not a usual storm. And then, uh, the next, uh, my next note, I remember the animation being better. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go back and you watch Doug. I also think they might have had more money for the first season. That makes sense. Uh, because I remember, like, I owned the first, uh... The first season. And I think there's an element of, like, I'm also mostly remembering the title sequence, which will have the best animation. 
Yeah, that's true. And the first five episodes, which they edited together to make a movie out of, and therefore Mm. probably had a better budget. Exactly. Um, Now, the the gargoyles that we hang out with are Hudson, who is kind of the de facto leader because Goliath is gone. Goliath is gone. He's the uh, the old curmudgeonly uh, only one who speaks with a Scottish accent, Mm -hmm. gargoyle, and uh, he's best known for the line like, when they ask, when Elisa asks what they should call him, he goes like, call me. Does the river call, have a name? And Elisa's like, we call the river the Hudson. I will be the Hudson as well. That doesn't happen in this episode. It's just Laura's favorite thing to quote from Gargoyles. I do quote it fairly <laughs> often. Uh, there's Lexington, who is like the little gadget gargoyle. He's like the little olive colored one. Um, Brooklyn, who's like the red one. Mm-hmm. And um, Broadway, who's the, like, requisite gluttonous comic relief character that every okay. 90s cartoon had. Okay. And also not with them as Bronx, who's a dog. Oh. He's a gargoyle dog. Now, I gained none of this information from this episode, but it's not really about them. They're no. just simply around to justify this being a gargoyles episode. Yeah, I'm also telling them, so if I mention any of them by name later, you don't mm-hmm. go... Who? Right, right. I get you. I get you. I'm just saying, like, from a back from a pilot point of view, these characters are not focused on, nor should they be, because they would not be in the show moving forward as a spinoff. Yeah, for some reason, I'm real sweary in this group of notes. Okay. I don't know why. Um. So my next note is Arthur Pendragon arriving to London, rolling up on his dumbass boat. Yeah, which then just immediately sinks. The moment he steps off that boat, it sinks. Well, I feel like what it's trying to say is like, well, you're on your own now, kid. Yeah, it's very like video game-esque of like... Your mode of transport is gone now. You can't go back this way. Um, And then he pulls a mace out of like his butt. Yeah. Well, you're not Excalibur, but you will do. Hello, Mace. Yeah, and we were like, where was he storing that that yeah. whole time? It was just under his arm, like a heel wrestler hiding a weapon. The whole time he sailed. And then, like, he's walking around. He looks like it's friggin' Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And then he just maces open a church door. Well, he, he complains that the church is locked. How will he stay vigilant? Stand vigil. Yes. And then... Just clobbermeister and walks into uh, this church and he meets uh, his new friend Griff. Who, my first note says Chicken Boo. Oh yeah, it's, you're a gargoyle. Well, he looks like Chicken Boo. Like, he does he, look like Chicken Boo. He looks like a chicken with a letterman's jacket. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he like doesn't, and Arthur's like, I'm Arthur Pendragon. And Griff's like, nah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, well, you free, he throws the shade of... I don't hold with people breaking into my abbey. Oh, a gargoyle. For a moment, I thought I was in danger. Griff's like, oh, shut up. And then, like, the throne addresses Arthur and was like, you are Arthur Pendragon. And Griff's response is pretty much like, huh. We gotta talk about this. Okay. Because it's not the throne that's talking to him. It's supposed to be the original stone he pulled Excalibur from. Okay. And you can tell because it's a rock with a tiny black like slit slit in it that a sword used to be in. And the stone that talks to him is 
Dr. Claw from <laughs> Inspector Gadget. You can go ahead and look it up, and if I'm wrong, I don't care. It's like, immediately like, Arthur Pendragon, if you seek the sword, you must prove you are still worthy. <laughs> Next time, Pendragon. Um, uh, and I didn't realize Dr. Claw's voice was so hard to do. I mean, Frank Welker, who voiced Dr. Claw, is listed as a recurring cast member. Yeah, as the rock that used to have Excalibur in it. Dr. Claw is says something like, you have to solve a riddle to find Excalibur, but doesn't tell Pendragon the riddle. Yeah. Griff just happens to know it. Yeah, you get the... In- He's like, oh, I was told this when I was a hatchling. And I was like, okay. So he rattles off the riddle, which we will have here. I will take you to the sword if you but say where it is. I hate riddles. I know a riddle about Excalibur. I learned it as a hatchling. <clears throat> Isle of Towers, glass and stone, the lady waits for him alone. Ebon glass in emerald frame, pure white lilies speak her name. Blood red bane in dragon stone, Excalibur waits for him alone. Isle of Towers, glass and stone? You have passed the first test, Spin Dragon. How about that riddle, guys? Can you solve it? And then, uh, Griff also, like, solves it? Yeah, like, they accidentally solve it. And then the stone's like, good job! Here's some more tests. Go to New York. Yeah. Ah, fine. (laughs) And then he immediately lands in the lap of, uh, Macbeth, who's currently a bad guy. So, now that we're, we're... Talking about Macbeth and his two red-headed goons. Yes. Uh, Man this, goon and lady goon. This is Macbeth from Shakespeare. Yes? Okay. Yes. Weird. <laughs> uh, no, they actually did this a lot in uh, Gargoyles. Several Shakespearean characters and mythology characters start to come into play in the uh, second and third seasons. Uh, lady Macbeth, Macduff... Oberon, Titania, uh... See, Oberon and Titania are fairies. So, like, I understand them, like, existing in this world as some sort of otherworldly creature. But Macbeth was a dude. <laughs> uh, it gets, I mean, there's also, like, Desdemona and, you know... And Bottom. Uh, hey, Puck. Puck um, Puck's a fairy. That makes sense. The weird sisters. Ophelia shows up because, like you know, you do. Ophelia. Why? Uh-huh. Uh see, like I can totally understand. I, let me check to like, see if it's that Ophelia or if she just happens to have the same. Just happens to have a Shakespearean name. Like I can understand. It's like okay, Puck's a fairy. Ophelia's a gargoyle. Okay, thank you. But, like, Macbeth is just a dude and not a good dude. He's kind of a bad dude. So the idea that he's now, like, the foil to the gargoyles 
and sounds like Sean Connery. Kind of stupid to me. So Macbeth was in the first season of the show, and he's, like, connected to the gargoyles, and he knows them. Uh, And he's, you know, an older Scottish man, wealthy. Uh, He doesn't get along with Demona, who you don't know who that is. Um, I'm trying to figure out how he shows up in our time, because I don't remember this super well. Okay. Um, yep-a-doop-a-doo. Here's the thing, though. Uh, when I watched this for the second time, I, I was, like, really paying attention to the fact that, that his name was Macbeth, and, like, he does sorcery. And I was like, did maybe he got this from the witches, from Macbeth. But, like, it would have been weirder if he was not Macbeth. And there was just a character named Macbeth that had nothing to do with the Scottish play. Okay, apparently Macbeth's immortality is tied to Demona. And uh, one of the gargoyles, and that's like part of the reason he's still alive. See, I'm going to push this this point here. This is really dumb to me. Because this is... I'm I'm looking at this like it's a pilot with no other information. So, like, the fact that Macbeth is there and is a villain... Is a weird, just like out of nowhere. Yeah, here, here's the the foil. It's it's Macbeth. Like I'm I'm trying to think of a good equivalent <laughs> of like how bonkers that is to me. Okay, Whereas, I get that. I was like, oh, we're gonna watch, you know, this uh, this brand new pilot. I was like, okay, the the bad guys, Yosemite Sam, really. <laughs> okay I mean he's the antagonist for this episode essentially because this episode right. doesn't really set him up as the villain of the series either true, true. Um, so what ends up happening is he gets to New York Macbeth finds him yeah. and rolls up in like a big ass plane yeah uh, because Macbeth has amassed a lot of money yeah in Gargoyles like, that's, he was ambitious yeah but and like in the interim between the you know 1094 and 1994 it's a lot of dough um so then uh lexington and brooklyn protect arthur and griff and uh i don't know what exactly happens my notes just say hudson can't believe this shit the the other gargoyles just kind of show up yeah i mean that's a (laughs) classic backdoor pilot thing of like the characters you know are so are Mm -hmm. there tangentially so that it's still an episode of gargoyles Mm -hmm. they just kind of show up and i watched this episode three times because this is the part where i restarted again why do they go talk to a lake okay so they're looking for excalibur yeah the lady of the lake you just, no, see, you still didn't explain the two things. You okay. just said Excalibur and then Lady of the Lake and there was no explanation in between the two. Okay, so like all six-year-olds, you're not, you're well-versed in Arthurian legend. Of course I am. <laughs> uh, the Lady of the Lake presents, King, okay, you've seen Monty Python, like the, you know, old trollops and swamps handing out cutlery? Yeah. It's the Lady of the Lake handing so they're looking for the Lady of the Lake so they can get Excalibur, because King Arthur needs Excalibur to be King Arthur and not just a dude. Oh my god, I know that he needs to go Excalibur. Why is he talking to a woman in a lake? Where's the connection to the sword? Does she make swords? Because that's how Arthurian legend works! 
That's that's a thing in Arthurian legend. Lady of the Lake. She's a lady in a lake handing out swords. Okay, you're talking with sarcasm now, and like so in. The, no, I'm so confused and angry. Why are you so mad? Be, why does like she's the enchantress who gives Arthur the sword? That's why they're looking for the Lady of the Lake because Lady of the Lake gives Arthur sword. Therefore, you look for Lady of the Lake to get sword. Okay, so in the Arthurian legend... See, I'm still missing stuff. The way he gets the sword is to talk to the lady in the lake. Yes. How does he know to do that? I don't know. I haven't read Lamorte d'Arthur in like... Then how? Why am I supposed to just know? Because eight-year-olds don't ask this many damn questions. No, see, he's fighting Macbeth. And then, all of a sudden... Pure White Lily, speak her name. And throws a flower in, and a lady shows up. And all the gargoyles are just as confused as I am. They are equally as confused. Because he's like, oh, she was... There was a lady living in this lake the whole time. So this lake is like a thing that they've seen before, but this woman is new, and the woman's name is Jalapeno. What kind of name is Jalapeno? Jalapeno. I mean, this is like... The Lady of the Lake doesn't have a lot of explanation in Lamort D'Arthur. Uh, she, when they meet her, she holds Excalibur out of the water. Offers it to Arthur if he promises to fulfill a request from her later. Um. Well, in Gargoyles... Oh, there's multiple layers of the lake. Womp womp. In Gargoyles, she comes out and she's like, Arthur, you're here. I know you're looking for Excalibur. Let me try to kill you. So she t- attempts murder. He has to prove himself worthy. Why? Oh my god. But it, I would understand this idea if it was like, oh, you seek the sword. I must challenge you. But that's not what it is. It's, oh, it's you, Arthur, the person who's supposed to have Excalibur. I gotta try to kill you first, though. Them's the rules. I mean, in this world where magic and shape-shifting is a thing, like maybe she's like making sure it's really him. I guess. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, you you ask a lot of questions for this being a twenty-three million. I didn't understand what was happening. You're I watched so it angry. three times. You mad? I'm confused. And you, as the person who likes gargoyles, I thought would have answers for me. Well, I mean, a lot. I, it's the Lady of the Lake. It's just like, stop. You know. Stop just repeating those words to me. <laughs> I don't like. So. They're in Central Park, and they look over and, like, they're like, we need to find a lake. And then they look at Central Park, and they're like, hey, a lake! Um, and then they say, like, you know, pure white lilies speak her name, which is in the thing. So they throw a lily, and then they're like, yo, lady of the lake. And then she's like, what's up? And she's got a butt. Um, she does have a butt. And then a lake monster tries to drown Arthur, and Griff tases the lake. Yeah, because... It ain't ancient England anymore. <laughs> Medieval. And then uh, they decide, they realize that the uh, Excalibur's not in the lake. Um, Excalibur is in the heart of the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. 
Which has, like, a nice who's on first moment where they're like, it's in Brooklyn. And the gargoyle Brooklyn's like, Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. My name, Brooklyn. Um, And so then they have, like, Macbeth has a will-o'-the-wisp, which is from Scottish mythology, but to you is probably just a magical floating light ball. Um, Oh, what? What is this tone? Because, yeah, it was, and it was confusing. (laughs) A will-o'-the-wisp is used in Scottish mythology. It's an atmospheric ghost light seen by travelers at night, especially over, like, dangerous terrain. And, uh, it's supposedly to, like, draw travelers away from safety. In the Harry Potter universe, they're called hinky punks. Let the record show, dear listener, that right now, Laura has the Will of the Wisp Wikipedia page open. Doesn't just know this information! It is not just common knowledge that stupid Noah is supposed to know about Scottish mythology! I knew what a Will of the Wisp was. I just looked up the exact definition because I knew you were going to scream at me again! I'm just confused. And since you were asking me questions about Lamort Darthur which I don't have memorized. I just know that the Lady of the Lake, Excalibur. Yeah, whatever. I know. I would have just felt so much better if you had said, I don't know. Then it would have made sense that I'm confused. I hit my finger and my ring hurts real bad. Ow. Oh, you have a ring? That's nice. Uh, Oh, my God. So, the Will of the Wisp, uh, and I actually just knew in Harry Potter they were called Hanky Punks, so back off. Um, so, I'm trying to get back to my notes because I have so many Wikipedia tags open. Uh, so they go to the Botanical Gardens and there's like a hedge mage labyrinth kind of deal. Yes. And then Griff is like, you know what I'm going to do? Tase this labyrinth. So he tases the labyrinth. Um, and then there's a giant stone dragon at the heart of... The botanical gardens. I, I have another thing I have to rant about at this moment. Yes. They're walking through this hedge maze, and I just kept looking at them going, well, don't they all have wings? Why don't they just fly into the middle? And then as if they heard me, one of them goes, ah, there's nothing high off here for us to jump off, so we can't glide. Yeah. So they can't fly. Right. They can only glide. Right. It's it's weird that they weren't able to find anything tall in New York City. To I mean, help them glide in there. Maybe not with the precision they needed. By the time they got up the building, Macbeth would have found the uh, stone dragon. Because Macbeth I wanted, has a damn plane. I just wanted to see them climb the building. It looked really cool in the opening. Yeah, like, but Macbeth has a plane, so they're racing against time. Yes. Um. So, Macbeth pulls the sword from the stone by the stone dragon. Oh, mm-hmm. it's... And that, like, really makes the stone dragon unhappy. And then Macbeth stabs Griff's taser. Right. And then Pendragon and Macbeth duel. You know, mm-hmm. Excalibur versus a mace. Yes. And then, uh, you know, Macbeth demands that he get to keep the sword. Mm-hmm. And then... Arthur... Mm-hmm. Arthur takes it and smashes it against the dragon because it's fake. It's a fake sword. What a twist! It's a twist. Uh, and then the big old stone dragon's real mad. Yeah, he comes to life and starts to just rip everyone apart. 
and they're flying through the air and things like that. And Macbeth's goons are on the bikes from Jet Moto. Yeah. They're they're like flying jet skis. They are straight up the bikes from Jet Moto. And they're fighting the characters we know. Yes. Uh, Hudson rips up a chunk of fence and ties up a hench person with it. Yeah. And then... It's a pretty cool fight scene. It's, it's like, there's not a lot of cool cartoons with fight scenes, and this is a cool fight scene. And then, the dumbest quote in the episode. They, there's a redstone by the heart of the dragon, mm-hmm. and Arthur goes, That's it! The sword is in the stone! No shit, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got that one. And I, I have to bring up this question now. He takes his mace. Mm-hmm. And he smashes this red stone, mm-hmm. and it kind of explodes. Yeah. And the re- the the force back flings the mace out of his hand as they're flying above New York City. So that mace is now embedded in the head of some passerby. Yeah, maybe it's in a building. This makes me wonder: Is there some sort of lore thing on why? No one sees what's going on. Uh, since they only become ever, they only become uh, gargoyles at night after nightfall, and especially in the nineties, there was a whole big thing about like don't go into Central Park at night. Okay, because that's where the gargoyles are. Well, like you remember Home Alone too, how like Central Park is beautiful during the day, and mm-hmm. at night it's like the scariest place in the world for Kevin McAllister. That was the attitude toward Central Park at night. Yeah, we can assume it's two or three in the morning minimum. Okay, I guess as a child, I could I could accept, oh, it's late, everyone's asleep, no one is up at two in the morning. Yeah, I mean, this is also a kid's cartoon. So I guess I could buy that. I was just wondering if there was something lore-wise where it's like, yeah, no one can see them. No, humans see them all the time. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. Yeah, like, that's a whole thing with Xanatos and Elisa. Um, so then he recovers Excalibur, and then Macbeth bends the knee. Yes. And, and then it's just bros. He goes like, you are the one. And then like Arthur's like, yeah, who's your daddy? Um, and then they part friends. Yeah. Which is why I said like they're not really setting up Macbeth as an antagonist. Uh, and then Hudson does the classic end of a backdoor pilot uh, thing of asking, well, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Arthur actually says something like, well, I have Excalibur, but so many more adventures I need to go on. Well, they want to find Merlin. They want to find Their Merlin. Their big objective is he and Griff are going to go looking for Merlin. Yes. And he also has to take Griff back. And then the whole thing is that Griff cannot travel with Arthur unless he is knighted. So then Arthur, at you know, just before dawn, knights Griff. And then we get this nice tableau of all the gargoyles. Um, and Griff, like, on, his, on one knee, ready to rise Sir Griff. Mm-hmm. But then he can't settle out till nightfall because... Tis the curse. Because Griff is stone right now. But I I couldn't help but laugh because he's like, uh, he thanks Griff for his work. And Griff says something like, you know, I'd rather come with you. And Arthur says, uh, only someone from the, you know, a knighted one can accompany me. And Griff immediately goes, yes, well, I understand, of course. And it's been an adventure. A story for the hatchling someday. And not what I would have said, which would have been, Hey, fuck you. I saved your life, like, eight times today. 
Maybe I won't catch you the next time you fall off your big-ass goddamn high horse. You're going to be so mad when you find out the names of Macbeth's henchmen. Oh, they, 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 Banquo and, uh, uh, the other guy? The fuck, really? <laughs> Banquo and Fleance. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, silly. Now, the creator Banquo. does, the creator does say those are not their real names, and that's just what Macbeth calls them, because it amuses Macbeth. Because <laughs> Macbeth isn't going to learn new names <laughs> Kinda, no, yeah. No, no, I had two friends before. And Fleance is female. <laughs> um. And I will have two friends again and they will be Banquo and Fleance. So, yes, um. Yay. So that was the pilot. Yeah, and, like, I thought it was fun. I had a good time. It's uh, an okay episode of Gargoyles. Yeah. Um. Gargoyles is one of the first cartoons that really gets, like, deep into lore and mythology. Mm-hmm. Like, Garg- I always think of Gargoyles as being, like, a little bit before its time, because I think if it was running now, it'd be insanely popular. Yeah. I, I mean, it still maintains a pretty good fan base. The comics ran for a little while. Well, in in the beginning, uh, um, creation of Plus Two Comedy, there was a Gargoyles convention that... <sighs> It was just gargoyles. And I applied to them, and they said, you guys sound really interesting. But for the record, we are a gargoyles-only con. You could only do material about gargoyles. And I was like, ugh. I don't think I have a half hour on just gargoyles. But I'll tell you what, I'll watch all the gargoyles, and next year... I promise you I will have a full half hour on Gargoyles. And they said, okay, but this is our last year running. Yeah, I mean, it still maintains a popular fan base, but that doesn't mean you can really hold a con around it. Mm -hmm. Because your fan base is all over the country. Yeah. So, uh, I I get that there's a big following with this. Is there any other, like, like, why wasn't this approved? Like, Uh, why didn't they move forward with this? Show. The main source I found is the Gargoyles Wikipedia page that's, like, very salty. Okay. Um, try to pull it up again. Uh, they really just, it just didn't, like, it just didn't happen. Like, not all of these kind of worked, I guess, with these. Okay. Uh, so it didn't get picked up. Uh, it was kind of more of an idea. Uh, the spinoff was never made. And King Arthur and the Knights of Justice received two seasons. So I'm guessing there was just another show in syndication at the time. King Arthur and the Knights of Justice? Yeah, it's not anything from the same... It's not from the same animation studio. It's not Disney. Oh. And it, uh, didn't, it ran too long, so we can't even do an episode. Yeah, on. I mean, it was running in 92-93, which means it was running shortly before this was a backdoor pilot. So... You know, they might have been like, there was just a cartoon of this. Gotcha. Go away. Okay. Alright, that makes sense. That uh, makes one of the director's sense. names is Xavier Picard, which sounds like a fake name from a, uh, from a, what's his name, fanboy. I'm blanking on Pat- Patrick Stewart's real name. Patrick oh. Stewart. Okay. Xavier Picard? It's a pretty rad name. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Lady of the Lake. <laughs> 
No. No. <laughs> Your face. Okay. Is, the, is there anything else about Pendragon that we that was of interest that you found? Um. Not really. It's mostly. Um, I mean, a lot of things I'm seeing are about how it's you know based heavily on Lamort d'Arthur, which is the uh, Thomas Mallory version of the Arthurian legend. Uh, they they were gonna you know have the Illuminati. There was going to be a female character that joined them. Okay. Um. So they were gonna like go look for the Holy Grail, and the Illuminati would have been the antagonists, and they would have gone to Stonehenge in Antarctica, and they had like this whole kind of like plan for it, and just it didn't happen. I mean, Gargoyles itself only ran one more year. True. Okay. So I think that's like a big part of it is that Gargoyles itself didn't run. What year is this? Um, Gargoyle. This originally aired on February twelfth, nineteen ninety six. Okay. All right. I mean, like, it's not like we're at the end of animation or anything like that. Like, I guess this is right when we're about to make the switch over to like the recess years. Yeah, we're going to hit one Saturday morning pretty soon. Yeah, because that's when, like, Disney Afternoon was kind of done. And it became more of a an ABC Saturday morning thing. Yeah, and that's when, like, we started to lose the Disney Afternoon block entirely. Gargoyles was, like, toward the end of the Disney Afternoon years. Okay. Alright, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Gargoyles only ran three seasons. So I'm going to guess, and like, season one and season three were shorter, like significantly shorter than season two. Season two consists of, and I'm not joking, 52 episodes. Oh, damn. Season one and season three have 13. Huh. Interesting. Well, uh... Do, do we want to do a little inside baseball and talk about how uh, we wanted to do another podcast about Gargoyles? Sure. So, uh, Laura always wanted to do a podcast where we talked about Gargoyles because the original uh, podcast that we were going to do before this one was Talk to Your Kids About Podcasts. Yes. Or Talk to Your Kids About Podcasts. Yeah. yeah that was the title. And instead of doing the Please. Talk to your kids about podcasts. And instead of doing these one-season wonders or uh, one-episode wonders, we were going to watch the very special episodes of different series and talk about them. And God, that would be faster than what we're currently doing. Yeah, it would be faster, I, I, but I feel like we'd get pretty bored with it after a while, because how many times can we learn that drugs are bad? And how many times can somebody show up for one episode and then yeah. turned out to be, like, dead? Yeah, so, uh, but there's a very special episode of Gargoyles we were going to do when we were originally picking that idea around, mm-hmm. which was... The... Uh, Deadly Force, which is the gun control episode. Yeah, it's a gun control episode And it's actually, like, a very response... It's not black and white guns are bad. Mm-hmm. It's Elisa Maza is a police officer, and she doesn't lock up her gun responsibly one night, and Broadway finds it and accidentally shoots her. Mm-hmm. non-fatally, but, like, right. well, yeah. accidentally shoots her. And the PSA is, like, be responsible about your guns. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a 
that's a very special episode that, like, really is underdone, actually. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, I don't understand. I guess the really controversial part is where it shoots a lead character. Yeah. But, like, the, you know, it's not guns are bad. It's not guns are good. It's, you know, guns are dangerous and need to be handled with mm-hmm. respect and care. Yeah, and that's the one that always stood out because it was the only one that we had discussed doing a show about where it wasn't just like AIDS, domestic violence, or drugs. Yes, or like it wasn't one of those ones where it was infamous in how bad it was. Yeah, like, and it's it not like the Bicycle Man. Yeah, and it wasn't like it's I'm so excited or you know or any of the Full House ones or any episode of Full House. Uh, so there's just a little bit of inside baseball for you about. Where When we were originally coming up with what we wanted this podcast to be, that was an original idea because we always wanted to talk about gargoyles at some point. I always do. I now just, we have. We've always, done it. I just always want to talk about gargoyles. We talked about gargoyles and now it's done. And now it is time to ask the question, do you think this should have stayed doomed? No, I really think this could have run. Uh, yeah. I think this could have been like a good, like Pirates of Dark Water... Uh, gargoyles, like that kind of uh, counter-programming to what was very common in the 90s, which was the, like, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, mm-hmm. uh, Animaniacs, wacky fun programming. I think they were, like, there was a market for these, like, slightly more intensive, slightly darker cartoons. I think it's... Gargoyles, to me, strikes closest to Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Tonally, and I think, like, it could have been a really good show if Disney had maintained an afternoon arc. Because I could see where it wouldn't play well on Saturday morning. Yeah, I I get you. I get you. Uh, This is also going to be a stay tuned for me, despite all my screaming. You did do a lot of it. I think this would have been a great pilot if it wasn't for all those gargoyles in it. (laughs) Like, I think the big mistake with this idea was making it in the gargoyles universe. I think just being like, yo, King Arthur today. It's dark, it's broody, here we go. I was like, alright, I'm in. I think it would have actually been better to just go off what we knew and not make them go to New York. Yeah. Like, if they had just made it a weird backdoor pilot with... I mean, uh, Goliath and Elisa Maza had already crossed paths with him. So if they had just stayed in London... And done the backdoor pilot still, mm-hmm. but like had it bookend a little bit with Goliath and Elisa, but kept them in England and kept them in the setting they would be in. Mm-hmm. I think it would work better. And maybe like one or two more characters. I, I would say it's better to just let it stand on its own and then have that episode where they cross over and blow little kids' minds. Yeah, I mean. Go the Marvel route. <laughs> where they're yeah. separate and then they cross over. Not the DC route where it's like, look, it's everybody. I think they could maintain that it belonged to the same universe from the word go, but not actually meet any of the gargoyles you know. Yeah. Like, Griff can be there yeah. from the word go. And gargoyle. you can just be like, you know. It's from that other show. And be like, yeah, in this universe, gargoyles are a thing. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that that would be my, my view. I think this show could have totally survived and, like, there's not a lot of it because we don't get to see Arthur interact with a normal person. No. But there are a few little moments of like, Arthur doesn't know how this world works. When he breaks the door to the church. Like, yeah. I have to pray. Like, that stuff is is fun and like, interesting. 
Uh, and like, can you do me a favor and look up the film A Kid in King Arthur's Court? Oh my God, the 1996 masterpiece. Was it a 19? Was it in 1996? I am gonna look it up right now, but I would bet money that it is. Yeah, it's it's a retelling. Ninety. Five. Ninety-five. All right, so even perfect. Like, the the kid from Rookie of the Year uh, does a, uh, a, what was the original version of that? A Yankee in King Arthur's Court? A Yankee, King, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Yeah, they, they retell that as a kid in Kid Arthur's Court, and it's a child, he goes back, he uses the power of baseball and bicycles to help King Arthur. You're telling that story just the opposite way. This would be fresh in kids' minds. Yeah. Like, that's, the iron was hot for this idea at this moment. And, like, it's the thing that seems to weigh it down is that big stone gargoyle it got tied to. So, yeah, I, I, I could think, definitely see where the mechanics of the backdoor pilot weighed it down a lot. That absolutely. It tried to necessarily tie it into the gargoyles too much. I'm wondering if I watched through season two... If uh, we hadn't seen the rest of the clan in a while. Yeah, maybe. Because they, they did have the previously on, and only Bronx, Goliath, and Elisa are on this journey. So I'm wondering if it's like, mm, we haven't seen everybody else in a while. Yeah, we gotta Let's go check on them. make sure they're still in the show. But I really enjoyed this show. I found it a little confusing. Really? No, I found it really confusing. <laughs> so... What are we doing next week, Noah? Uh, next week, uh, we are taking a... Uh, this is usually not my job, but we are taking a request from one Mr. Jeff Stormer, who apparently has a lot of pull on this show. Uh, and uh, we are going to look at the backdoor pilot from The Simpsons, Ooh. which is 22 Tales from Springfield. Ooh, that's 22 backdoor pilots. Yeah, 22 backdoor pilots in a row. So we are going to watch that episode and tell you which one should be shows and which one shouldn't be shows. And that's going to be happening right here next week. Where can people reach out to us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Stay Doomed. And uh, if you want to talk to me about how when you were a child you weren't reading Scottish legends, I'm at TV's Noah on Twitter. And if when you were a child, you were, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.